3, if you'll look there for a few minutes with me here tonight. Ephesians chapter 3. Amen. I want to read some verses starting with verse number 8. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 8. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given. The Apostle Paul is talking about the wonderful gift of salvation that was given to him. Remember the story of his conversion on the road to Damascus. The bright light that shone in Jesus revealed himself uh, to the Apostle Paul, who was then Saul. And he says, it was grace given to me. Grace. It was a gift that was given to me that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ. To the intent that now under the principalities and powers and heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now don't get lost in all of the language of the Apostle Paul here because what Paul is describing here is this wonderful mystery of salvation that was revealed to him and then the gift of God that was provided to him so that he could preach the gospel to the Gentiles, him being a Jew, he could preach to the Gentiles and to whosoever will. The Jews were rejecting the gospel, uh, but uh, the door was open for whosoever will to believe the gospel. And Paul had an investment in these people. Of course, he's writing to the church at Ephesus. He founded that church and uh, traveled to Ephesus and preached the gospel there. It was a city filled with idolatry, but he preached the gospel and a church was born there. And so he had a great investment in those people. And uh, so he says to them here, he says, I... I didn't want you, verse 13, I desire that you faint not at my tribulation. What he's talking about is the fact that he was going through, he was being persecuted, he was being imprisoned uh, for preaching the gospel, but he said, I don't want it to have an effect on you. And so, uh, I don't want you to be, I don't want you to faint at my tribulation. And then he said, I'm going to pray for you. Do you know that probably the most precious thing that you could ever give to anyone is the gift of prayer? I have people over the years that have told me, I pray for you on a regular basis. Praise God. And I can remember many times that I have um, remembered those words when someone said, I pray for you often, I pray for you on a regular basis, that I have looked to that 
those words. I haven't forgotten those words, but I've leaned heavily upon them because I knew that there's nothing more precious that you can offer to someone than the gift of prayer. You don't have to have a lot of money to give someone the gift of prayer. You don't have to, you know, I've, I've had a lot of precious and wonderful gifts given to me over the years. Uh, I, I tell this almost every Christmas that, uh, that uh, our daughter Erica was born right at Christmas time. One week from today, December the 18th, she was born and we brought her home from the hospital and we put a little bow on her head and put her under the Christmas tree. And we were young and didn't know any better. We just sat around and stared at her because she was, she was that precious gift at Christmas time uh, to us. Never forget it. Never forget it. As long as I live, that, uh, that little baby girl that came into our lives and was a gift from God. Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, some of you can probably remember gifts that you have received Maybe not at Christmas, but just different times in your life that God has blessed you with precious gifts. But nothing is more precious than the gift of prayer that you can offer to someone. And it, it, it's, it's almost as if it's so commonplace to us that we don't even realize how uh, wonderful that it is. It's like... Uh, I was raised up in Oklahoma, and right near where I was raised, just to the west of us, was a big lake called Lake Keystone. And uh, I noticed over the years that people from southern Oklahoma came up to Lake Keystone to fish. And I also noticed that a lot of people from our area went to southern Oklahoma to fish. <laughs> and something about, uh, you know, that, that, that familiar... How that it was just not special. So they thought they had to travel three or four hours to find a good fishing hole when there was one right there, right there near them that they could have taken advantage of. But there's just something about uh, the familiar and the commonplace to us that uh, we kind of underestimate or underappreciate what it can be. But I'm, I'm telling you tonight, just from my own personal experience, there's nothing more precious than the gift of prayer. If someone says to you, I'm going to, I'm going to pray for you. I will pray for you. And uh, I can remember there were some people that prayed for me. And then years later, I became their pastor. And uh, they prayed for me when I was a young person. And then I became their pastor. And so... The prayers that you pray are wonderful and they are precious. The apostle Paul said, I don't want you to faint at the persecution I'm facing. I don't want you to faint at the tribulation of my imprisonment and my trouble that I'm facing. I understand that this is all in the plan of God and it's all being unveiled in the mystery of the gospel and, and uh, I just see it all as a gift from God. God has gifted me with this privilege even to preach the gospel from the, from the prison cell. He was okay with that. But he didn't want the Ephesian church to get discouraged or defeated about it. And so he said, I'm going to pray for you. And so then verse 14 is the beginning 
of Paul's prayer for the Ephesian church. Let's read it, starting with verse 14. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Praise God. That's Paul's prayer for the Ephesian church. It's a bit interesting that someone that was in a predicament of being imprisoned, that you would think he would be the one that needed the prayers, but he's sending this message to them and saying, I don't want you to be discouraged by my circumstance, so I'm going to bow my knee and I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to give you the gift of prayer. I'm going to pray for you. I don't want you to be discouraged at my suffering or what I'm going through because uh, Paul wasn't defeated or discouraged by it. He recognized the hand of the Lord that was in his life and directing his steps. And, and so um, he had made a big investment in those Ephesian Christians and he didn't want them to lose heart. He didn't want them to faint at what he was going through. And so... We pray for one another and we should pray for one another. We should take notice if our brothers or sisters are in need, we should be in tune with them. He says here that we're, we're all a part of the same family. <clears throat> um, in verse 15, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, we're all a part of the same family. And uh, if you live with people and you're with people uh, and you're a part of the set, you have a connection, a family connection with them, and then if they're down and discouraged or they're struggling, then you, you're pretty much aware of it. And it shouldn't be that in the family of God that people would go through discouragements or trying times and go through it on their own. Amen. We're a part of a family, aren't we? We're all a part of a family of God and we share with each other's sorrows and troubles and problems and griefs and whatever. If you go through it, I'm going through it. If I'm going through it, you're gonna go through it with me because we're all a part of the family of God and we, we, we care about one another. That's what the apostle is saying. He said, I, I'm connected with you. I've got a family connection with you and I don't want my trial to get you down. I want you to understand that even in my imprisonment, I am, I'm gonna give you this gift of prayer. I'm gonna pray for you and cry out to God for you in the circumstance that you're in. And notice what he prays. He says, I pray that that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory 
to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That's a worthwhile prayer, isn't it? Lord, according to your riches, according to the resources of heaven, would you provide strength for those that are weak and are going through a hard situation? Amen. Take notice, brothers and sisters, because there are those around us that are going through trying and difficult times. A lot of times on Monday morning, I'll spend that time just kind of going through in my mind who was at church and who wasn't at church and trying to determine were they sick, are they discouraged, what's going on with them, what are their needs, what can I do to help them, how can I pray for them, what can I do to reach out to them and encourage them. I do take notice when you're in need and I know that as a part of the family of God, that's what we do. We care about one another and about our, our needs. Notice in verse 12, he says, in whom we have boldness and access and confidence and faith. Those are four important words when it comes to prayer. We have boldness, we have access to the throne of God. We come before him with confidence and with faith. We believe that when we pray that it's going to make a difference. It's going to have an effect upon the lives of people. I'm telling you, there's not really any more precious thing that you can give as a gift at Christmas time or any other time of the year than to let someone know, I've been praying for you. I'm praying for you. I've put you on my prayer list and I'm going to regularly lift you up in prayer and call upon the name of the Lord. We get messages here at the church, calls from time to time from people in the community that are asking for prayer. I had a message this morning uh, at the close of the service. Uh, Beth McDaniel gave me a message and I forgot to mention it in the prayer time uh, tonight asking us to pray for Bobby Mullins, that he's sick and is going to have to have a heart procedure this week. And uh, so she's, she's, she's connected with some of their family members and friends with them and said that she would pass it on uh, to us. We get prayer requests a lot. Sometimes we get them through our website and through our Facebook. We get them through, uh, sometimes through our live stream. We'll get messages sent to us. People saying, we need prayer. We need, we need someone to help us uh, in prayer. And we have access to God. We have access to the throne room of God. The Apostle Paul says we should come boldly. We should come knowing that we have access to the Lord and we have confidence and faith that we, when we pray that it will make a difference. And sometimes people are depending on us to pray for them. They're going through deep and dark, trying situations. Let's give them the gift of prayer. It's not just something we say incidentally and just say, well, we'll pray for you. We'll pray for you. No, it needs to be something that we say, and it's a commitment that we're making, and we're being genuine and sincere about it. We're going to pray for you. We're going to give you the gift of prayer, just like the apostle did uh, to that uh, church at Ephesus. When he said, I pray that the Lord would give you strength by his spirit in the inner man. Amen. 
He's praying for them that they would be strengthened, that they would have kind of an infusion of strength in their their spirit, in their life, in their heart that would come of the power of prayer. And then he said, I pray that Christ will dwell in your hearts, that you'll recognize that he is with you, that Christ is at work in your life and he is with you in your circumstance that you are in. And then he said, I pray that you would be rooted and grounded or that there would be deep roots and a strong foundation so that you would not waver by the things that you're experiencing, but you would be solid and fixed, rooted and grounded in the love of God. This is a great prayer that Paul prayed for those Ephesian Christians, giving to us an example of what we can do if we are willing to offer the gift of prayer. Amen. Amen. Like I said, I've had some wonderful gifts given to me over the years. My girls give me gifts at birthday, and uh, Erica is the cologne girl. I run out of cologne usually about September, and she sends me a box of cologne, two or three bottles, a big bottle and a small bottle that I can put in my carry-on bag or my little travel case to go with me. And um, I usually run out about by the next birthday, I'm starting to run out. And so Erica is the cologne girl. (laughs) She keeps me from smelling bad. (laughs) Thank God for Erica and for good gifts. And uh, the other girls are always thoughtful uh, to send gifts or to, to uh, acknowledge, uh, you know, by, by giving something. Uh, and I appreciate it. It's not necessary, but I do appreciate it. But it's a reminder to me that they're thinking and that they care and they're interested in what's going on in my life. When you give the gift of prayer, you are giving a precious gift. You really are. Zach calls me every week. And uh, usually one of the last things that he says to me is, please pray for me. Please keep praying for me. He knows the importance of prayer. He knows that it's a gift from God. Whatever people are willing to invest in your life, to give of their time to pray for you. It's an investment of your heart. It's an investment of your time. Too much of our prayer is selfishly motivated. Lord, do this for me. Lord, work this out for me. Lord, help me in this need and this problem. And nothing wrong with praying about your needs. But really, our prayer needs to extend beyond our own personal needs to intercessory prayer, to praying for others that are in need of prayer. Amen. When you pray prayers of faith and prayers of confidence in God, you unlock the the windows of heaven. The blessings of heaven are made available through the power of prayer. Things happen when we pray that would never happen if we did not pray. And so offer the gift of prayer this Christmas season. Be used of the Lord to pray for people and even let them know Hey, I'm praying for you, and I'm going to keep you in my prayers 
every day and every week, I'm going to be lifting you up in prayer. And you talk about something that will bring hope and encouragement, especially when someone is going through tough times. Amen. (coughs) Praise the Lord. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That you might be rooted and grounded in love. That you might be able to comprehend. The word there means to grasp this. That you might be able to grasp it. That you might be able to comprehend or grasp what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. He's talking about of the love of God. He's using terms, you know, uh, building terms. Uh, the depth, the length, the height, so you can understand the greatness, the, 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 uh, the magnitude of uh, the wonderful love of God for you. And Paul is saying, God's love is this big. It's this great. Grasp this. God loves you this much. He cares about you. <coughs> and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. This is a wonderful prayer that he offered. The key verse is the verse that's most familiar to us in this text, and that's verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Amen. That we ask or could even imagine that he is able to do greater than anything we could ever ask or even we could ever dream of or imagine above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Praise God. Amen. So the Apostle Paul, he closes out this prayer giving glory to God and expressing uh, to the Ephesian church, this is just how big our God is. This is how great he is. There's nothing beyond his power, nothing that he cannot do if you'll put your trust and your confidence in the Lord. So from a damp, cold prison cell, Paul prays the prayer for the Ephesian church and sends to them a gift and says, I'm going to bow down on my knees and I'm going to pray for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. This Christmas, offer the gift of prayer. Commit yourself to pray for your brothers and sisters that are in need and lift them up uh, to the Lord. Uh, Praise God. Father, thank you for the wonderful privilege we have to pray together and to pray one for another. And what a blessing and what a gift it is when we know that brothers and sisters are praying one for another. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Help us to see how valuable this is, how wonderful it is, Lord, to offer our prayers, our genuine, sincere, heartfelt prayers for one another. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for this example here of the Apostle Paul to us. And help us to follow through and to be this kind of a man or woman of God who offers prayer for our friends and for our brothers and sisters that are in need. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's stand together, everybody.